This is Gwen Uten. And this is Steve Ember with People in America in VOA Special English. Today we tell about Louis Armstrong, one of the greatest jazz musicians. His voice, trumpet playing skill, and creativity continue to influence jazz artists today. One of Louis Armstrong's biggest hits was Hello Dolly. Hello Dolly, this is Louis Dolly. It's so nice to have you back where you belong. You look and swell, Dolly. I can't tell. Louis Armstrong played jazz, sang jazz, and wrote jazz. He recorded hit songs for 50 years, and his music is still heard today on television, radio, and in movies. Louis Armstrong was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, on August 4, 1901. New Orleans is a port city at the mouth of the Mississippi River. It is a city where the customs of many different people mix together. Louis Armstrong grew up in Storyville, one of the poorest areas of New Orleans. His father left the family shortly after he was born. His mother worked to support him and his sister. But Armstrong spent most of his time with his grandmother. Jazz was just beginning to develop when Lewis was a boy. It grew out of the blues songs and ragtime music that had been popular at the turn of the century. Lewis discovered music early in life. He was surrounded by it. The music of churches, bands, parades, and drinking places were all a daily part of New Orleans culture. Lewis sang with other boys on the streets for money. There he began to develop his musical skills. When he was 11 years old, Lewis was sent to a reform school for firing a gun outside to celebrate New Year's Eve. At the school, he learned to play the trumpet in the school's brass band. Lewis spent 18 months at the reform school. Then he went back to work. He sold newspapers, unloaded boats, and sold coal from a horse and cart. He also listened to bands at popular clubs in Storyville. Joe King Oliver played with the Kid Ory Band. He soon became young Lewis's teacher. As Lewis's skills developed, he began to perform professionally. At the age of 18, Armstrong joined the Kid Ory Band, one of the finest bands in New Orleans. The experience helped him develop his music skills. Armstrong later replaced King Oliver in the band when Oliver moved to Chicago, Illinois. In 1919, Armstrong joined Fate Marable's band in St. Louis, Missouri. Marable's band played on steamboats that traveled up and down the Mississippi River.
working with Marable, helped prepare Armstrong to play for white audiences. In 1922, Armstrong left the Marable Band to play with King Oliver in Chicago. By then, Chicago had become the center of jazz music. A year later, Armstrong made his first recordings as a member of King Oliver's Creole Jazz Band. He later moved to New York City, where he influenced the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra with his creativity. Armstrong returned to Chicago in 1926 and formed his own group. They were called the Hot Five and later the Hot Seven. Their recordings are considered some of the most influential in jazz history. Armstrong could make his voice sound like a musical instrument. He could make an instrument sound like a singer's voice. The song "Hebe Jeebies" is said to be the first recorded example of what became known as scat singing. He recorded it with the Hot Five. Hey, I've got the hebe. I mean the jeebe. Talking about that's the hebe jeebe too. By 1929, Armstrong was becoming very popular. He returned to New York to play in an all-black Broadway musical called Hot Chocolates. The show included the music of Fats Waller. Armstrong's version of Waller's song "Ain't Misbehavin'" was a huge hit. Oh, no one to talk with by myself. No one to walk with. I'll never be misbehaving. Misbehaving, save my life. No besides what love you're inflating. You better think it up. By the end of the 1920s, Armstrong had formed his own band. In 1932. He sailed to England and had great success. A reporter there called him Satchmo, and he kept that nickname for the rest of his life. For the next three years, Armstrong played in cities across the United States and Europe. Louis Armstrong returned to the United States in 1935. He hired Joe Glacier to be his manager. Glacier proved to be a great manager and friend. 
Glacier organized a big band called Louis Armstrong and his Orchestra. It was one of the most popular groups of the swing music period. Swing was a style of jazz played by big bands in the 1930s. The group played together for the next ten years. During that time, Armstrong became one of the most famous men in America. He experienced racial unfairness during his life, but he rarely made public statements. At one time, however, he criticized the way the government treated blacks in the American South in the 1950s. Newspapers accused him of being a troublemaker for speaking out. In the 1940s, Armstrong grew tired of leading a large group. For the remaining years of his life, he led a six-member group called the All Stars. The group included some of the best musicians in America. They performed extensively in Africa, Asia, Europe. And South America. Over the years, Armstrong recorded with many famous musicians. For example, he worked with singers Ella Fitzgerald and Bing Crosby, and the great composer Duke Ellington. Armstrong was known as friendly and easy to work with. Armstrong's biggest hits came later in his life. The song "Mac the Knife" was a big hit in 1955. In 1964, his version of the song "Hello Dolly" was the top hit around the world. It even replaced a top-selling hit by the hugely popular British rock group The Beatles. Three years later, he appeared in the motion picture version of "Hello Dolly." With singer Barbara Streisand, the song "What a Wonderful World," recorded in 1968, was his final big hit. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you, and I think to myself. What a wonderful world! I see skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright, blessed day, the dark, sacred night, and I think to myself, What a wonderful world! The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, "How do you do?" They're really saying, "I love you." I hear babies cry.
Louis Armstrong never finished the fifth grade in school, yet he wrote two books about his life and many stories for magazines. He appeared in more than thirty movies. He composed many jazz pieces. He won several gold records and many other awards. Armstrong performed an average of three hundred concerts each year. Traveling all over the world, he became known as the ambassador of American jazz. Louis Armstrong was married four times. Lucille Armstrong was his fourth wife. They married in 1942 and stayed together for the rest of his life. They had no children. Louis Armstrong died in 1971. His death was front-page news around the world. In 1977, his home in Queens, New York, was declared a national historic place. It is now a museum. For more information about Louis Armstrong and his house, you can go to the museum's internet website. The address is www. dot s a t c h m o dot n e t. This program was written and produced by Cynthia Kirk. This is Gwen Uten, and this is Steve Ember. Listen again next week for People in America in VOA Special English. Oh, when you're smiling, when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you, baby, baby. Yes, when you're laughing. When you're laughing, yes, the sun comes shining through. But when you're crying, you bring on the rain. Stop your sighing, baby, and be happy again. Yes, and keep on smiling. Keep on smiling, baby, and I hope.